This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan, and in for Amy J. this morning, Lauren Cohen. You know her from television news and radio airwaves. Occasionally I write a print story here and there for Chicago Woman Magazine and a few others. Chicago Woman Magazine, of course. You said Uh, runway earlier. I just want to clarify that. I've always wanted to be a runway model, but I wouldn't qualify. Me too. (laughs) Your Uh, legs are longer, Dan. I I mean, I'm not saying I don't have the chops. (laughs) Uh, and also uh, a lot of fans out there, a lot of um, men apparently you've rebuffed over the years. Oh, uh, friend I'm sorry. Of, friend of mine texted in, circa 1996-97, I represented boxer Andrew Galata on a speeding ticket. I remember Andrew Galata, tomato can. <laughs> I don't remember this story. A young reporter named Lauren Cohn covered it at the old traffic court building. I tried hard to hit on her and was ignored. <laughs> One of her best decisions or the day she rejected <laughs> lifelong happiness, question mark, we'll never know. Could be, but I appreciate uh, that you reached out to Dan because um, it was probably because I was so serious knowing me trying to make an impression as a new reporter in Chicago that I was paying only attention to the story and don't take it personally. But All right. I, I also want to give a shout out to Amish because, you know, I, the Amish texter. The Amish texter, I appreciate yeah. the tweet. Oh, he had a nice tweet about you. He's yes. happy to hear from you again. Happy to hear you again. He has not been rebuffed. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, who are you going to rebuff when it comes to the choice for governor on November 6th? Here's how I sort of um, encapsulate the race at present. Uh-oh. Uh, you got one candidate who wants to be everything, and you got another candidate who wants to be nothing so that you focus on the guy who wants to be everything. It is two sides of the same fraudulent coin. And I will enter into evidence for consideration uh, a number of exhibits to support my conclusion. It's uh, it's just remarkable, really. Um, Pritzker, he wants his brand, his image, his campaign to be as round as his torso. No ed. He's got a glandular problem. No edges. Right now, now that's what he wants. Let's not make he, fun of. He is weight. so unwilling to stake out territory on any issue that he will refuses to even define what middle class income, what he means by the middle class. I don't know that it's unwillingness. I just don't think he knows. Well, okay, fine, but but here's the thing. It's a fair question to ask, as was posed to him at the Sun Times editorial board yesterday, and then after that editorial board session that he and Ronner had before the editorial, but before the Sun-Times. It's a fair question to ask when you, you know, you're one of these fortune cookie politicians that just continues to say middle-class families, middle-class families, middle-class families. Okay, well, you know, nice moniker. I get it. You're for middle-class families. Everybody's for middle-class families and everybody's in the middle class. But what specifically do you mean when you're talking about uh, a constituency that you want to serve specifically since you're mentioning them all the time he wouldn't answer before the sun times ed board ronner said between 50 and 200 grand is middle class i mean 200 grand is middle class every this is the everybody thinks they're in the middle class even pritzker and ronner uh pritzker wouldn't answer it before the editorial board and then he wouldn't answer it at the uh, post-game presser 
Why can't you answer the question about middle class income? What is, what do you believe middle class income is? Well, again, I've told you uh, that it's important that we negotiate this. No, 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 I'm not asking about the graduate. But what does someone matter. make? It doesn't matter, because what does matter is that we're going to have to negotiate this with the legislature, and it's going to have to go to a referendum of the people. The governor said 52,000 would be middle class. What does someone make for his middle class? What does someone make for his middle class? We talked a little bit about that. No, you didn't answer it. Why is that difficult? Why is it difficult? Did he say it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. Is that at this point what difference does it make? Well, what he's saying, I mean, just to be fair, he's saying it doesn't matter for the purposes of this discussion about a graduated state income tax. That's the topic. So when you say middle class tax relief, with a graduated income tax, well, what's the income threshold? So it does matter. He doesn't so want to give the brackets on that. Right. So who's going to get an income tax increase under your proposal, your idea, the Democrats' plan, and who is not? And the fact is that you, you don't come up with serious money unless you tax people who can't leave. Right? So if you're in Illinois, like half the state, according to Paul Simon a public policy institute polling. If you're in Illinois only because you can't leave, but you would like to, you're going to get taxed under a graduated state income tax proposal. The Democrats, Bobby Martwick on the northwest side of the city and J.B. Pritzker uh, have proposed. And, you know, that's teachers union support and Queen Sugar and the rest of the flotsam and jetsam of the left. You absolutely are going to see your taxes raised yet again after the 32 percent income tax increase over which Ronner presided and 15 House Republicans surrendered last year that is going to happen if their proposal were to be enacted because you can't get anything on the order of the money you need for the political hit you take if you don't go down to the middle class i mean you know the top one percent top two percent it doesn't generate money they can move their residency they can move their money you just don't get it we've seen this over and over again in maryland in new jersey you try and go after the millionaires the millionaires tell you to take a hike because they took a hike so it's great politics, you know, great class enemy politics. It doesn't work in terms of actually generating any excess cash uh, to paper over your unwillingness to address spending and to address systems that are systemically incapable of producing what they promised to produce. You know, all the systems in Illinois state government. This is why, Dan, I don't understand why he's so ahead in the polls, because he doesn't. I, I don't even think it's not, like I said, unwillingness. I think he just doesn't know. I don't think he understands. He's a fraud. And I and I don't he's think a, he, his ads about health care bother me because he doesn't under, he probably doesn't even know how the health care system works and what people are paying. He's not explaining the, the taxes. He has no economic plan when it comes to real jobs and job opportunity about anything about Chicago violence. Nothing. Let me tell you something. If uh, uh, the Democrats move and I'm not convinced they will. But if the Democrats do move to impose a graduated state income tax under Governor Pritzker. Then um, he better put those toilets back in his house because all those middle class families that he's campaigning to represent are going to have to live in that house. <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, it's gonna we all just into, got flushed. It's going to be a group home for middle class, his uh, palatial estate that uh, sometimes has toilets and sometimes doesn't. But it, but see, so it's this kind of statement because he doesn't want to take a position on anything. He doesn't want to say anything. He just wants you to. Remember that Bruce Rauner has been a catastrophe, which, of course, he has just wants you to remember that. So he doesn't want to take a position on anything. But by not doing that, he's sort of keeping and with the Kavanaugh bump and the enthusiasm gap closing, 
between Republicans and Democrats. He's sort of keeping Ronner hanging around in the race. Uh, that combined with the fact that he committed property tax fraud. And if he wasn't Pritzker and if we had uh, a serious person as the Cook County State's attorney or as the attorney general of the, of the state of Illinois, he could be prosecuted. Oh, but wait, can I correct you on that? Wasn't that his wife's doing? <laughs> wasn't sure. that throw my wife throw, under the throw bus? Throw my wife under the bus. <laughs> that's, that's always a popular play. Um, but then on the flip side, you've got Bruce Rauner who wants to be everything to everybody. Let's uh, put the wife on TV to uh, say how pro-abortion she is to get the, you know, the, the Glencoe Highland Park North Shore set. Let's uh, uh, then run around say, talking about, I mean, this is just staggering what he said. I mean, Mark Brown, yeah, I rarely agree with, I rarely even read, uh, but he's right about this. Probably only a matter of time before Ronner starts chanting, build that wall. Ronner, who signed sanctuary state legislation, but keeps saying he doesn't support sanctuary cities. That's that's the other thing. He, I'm very confused about his stance on that because he flip flops on that all the time. Because he's lying. That's that that should help to alleviate your confusion. He signed sanctuary state legislation. He's been the sort of open borders uh, crowd when it comes to uh, his buddy Tiny Dancer and what's happened in Chicago. Um, he now he sounds as uh, Mark Brown writes, you thought the governor had been deputized by U.S. Border Patrol and signed on to President Trump's reelection campaign. He told the Sun-Times editorial board yesterday, Ronner, illegal immigrants, illegal immigration takes away jobs from Americans, holds down wages, hurts union workers, farm workers, factory worker, hurts wages, raises unemployment. That's a fact. So. I mean. He's taken every position on every issue. So how can you trust that? How, I mean, how can you trust it? He said he wouldn't sign HB 40 and make everybody complicit in abortion on demand in the state. He did it and made uh, Illinois sort of solidified Illinois position as the Midwest dumping ground for abortions. And that flip flopping is what's helping J.B. Pritzker while people are then not really listening to the fact that J.B. Pritzker doesn't take a stance and doesn't have information on anything. Well, well, right. I mean, so so because you've destroyed your integrity, well, you've destroyed your credibility by having no integrity. That's Bruce Rauner's problem. And so his strongly disapprove is very high and it's not moving. It's not that J.B. Pritzker Spalding is some beloved figure like, oh, I can't wait for Spalding. Oh, here's a fresh new face. Oh, you know, here's a change agent. Nobody thinks that. But they've already uh, made their decision about Ronner because they saw on every single issue on which he campaigned, he has been a capitulator. Now he wants to come back uh, in the final days of the campaign and pretend it's 2014 all over again, and he's the maverick outsider. So, hey, you know, I'm going to be tough on what illegal immigration i'm against sanctuary cities i'm against sanctuary states because there's a marginal benefit there because the state uh, uh, general electorate is opposed to sanctuary states well he should have thought of that before he signed sanctuary state legislation can you agree though that he's more fiscally responsible than a jb Pritzker? based on what he presided over and was and played pontius Pilate while he saw his uh, genius top lieutenant jim durkin in the house a surrender Republican through and through, 
watch one third of his caucus vote for the largest income tax increase in Illinois history. Ronner, all Ronner's money. Uh, where did he, but I'm staying out of it. The General Assembly is working on it. No lobbying, no demanding that uh, Republicans stay in line to oppose this largest tax increase in Illinois history. Completely blurred the lines between the two parties. And he's responsible for it. You know why? Because he may be the guy who says he's not in charge, but he's the chief executive of the state. And that's who people look to. Doesn't fly. Doesn't fly. So pick an issue. Uh, junk science on gender. Sanctuary state. The, the competence, meaning the lack of competence in handling the late legionnaires outbreak in Quincy. That he's trying to lie his way around again, just like he did in the primary against Ives. The presiding Pontius piloting over the largest income tax increase in history. Where, where does the state find itself in a better position than four years ago? No, continuing to find new bottoms every day makes for a tough choice when you go to the polls, Dan. Well, this is my point. This is exactly but you my got, point. You got to pick someone. That's right, and so that's the question: three one two six four two fifty six hundred Turnkey Pro answer line six four six three six DA Turnkey Pro text line. Which side of this fraudulent coin? Are you going to land on or are you not going to flip it at all? Lee in Hickory Hills, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Yes, good morning. Um, first time caller. Thank you for taking my call. Great. I listen to you guys often and then uh, I, I, I think you guys are great. Um, um, my, I don't have a question. I, I guess what I'm hoping is, is you can unconfuse me. Okay. So this has to do with the governor race. Um, I was brought up thinking there were two parties, maybe three parties, which was Republican, Democrat, and Independent. And back then, I think the, the Independent was a lawyer out of California, and I can't remember his name right now. But um, at any rate, I read in the paper now that we have four parties running for governor, the regular Democrat, Republican, which you've been talking about, and then Libertarian and Conservative. And then I'm wondering if there is still an Independent party or and if independent party is the same as green no. party or not, no. I'm trying to straighten this out. In no. my head. So, so I'll, ha I'll hang. Oh, right. I was going to say, I can hang up and listen, listen to your answer. All right. Thank thanks. You. Thanks for the call. Lee. Appreciate that. Glad to have you on board. First time caller. So yeah. So uh, Republican Democrat for governor and for some other offices, attorney general, there's a libertarian candidate as well. Libertarian party candidate is a guy named uh, Cash Jackson. Conservative Party candidate is a guy named Sam McCann, who's a state senator from downstate Illinois. Uh, those are the four parties who have candidates represented on the gubernatorial ballot. And then it varies to, for some of the other races. Um, so, I mean, you know, so that's that's where that's at. Uh, and, and, and that's not the same as an independent party or whatever. These are. These are sort of third parties that are trying to get established uh, by clearing the 5% threshold so they have the same ballot access as the established two parties. Um, so each one of them is different. Tom and Woodstock, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, Tom. Hey, how are you? Good. I, I, I wanted to simply say that I, I've been giving a lot of thought the last month and a half, as a matter of fact, to your point. I, I'm thinking about just leaving the governor's slot blank. Well, yeah, thanks for the call, Tom. That's probably what I'll do. I mean, if I'm being honest, which I am. That's what I did. Mark Kirk versus Tammy Duckworth. You know, at a certain threshold, I understand you change your position on issues. I understand political compromises. I understand exigencies that occur where you have to massage your position. But, you know, when you sell out the 
first principles of the party at every turn or at enough turns that the, the, the difference between you and the other side is, uh, is non-existent. And in point of fact, the real difference is that the Republican candidate can do what the other side can't, which is destroy the party from within. There's a civil war going on in the Illinois Republican Party in this state. It's because of Bruce Rauner and his welfare queen flax like Jim Durkin and Bill Brady, these uh, super minority uh, rats being led by the Pied Piper that is Bruce Rauner because he's got a checkbook. That's what you can do. So um, we didn't learn the lesson from Mark Kirk and Tammy Duckworth. And Mark Kirk got his clock clean, just as people like me predicted would happen. And so likely that's the same thing that happens with Ronner. And then, you know, there'll be finger pointing and, and whatnot. But if you look into the final analysis, elections are the means of doing something, advancing a policy agenda. So what policy agenda has been advanced? And why did Bruce Ronner become like one of, almost become one of three governors in the last hundred years in this country to lose his party's nomination in a primary rarely happens rarely that close why why do you think that was why did Ives come so close because everybody that voted for Ives is wrong Verlon on the south side hello Lauren Dan you took all the wind out of my sails. everything I was going to say you said it so I'm going to put a bow on it uh, Rauner must be bipolar to think he can stand on that stage and rail against illegal aliens but make this a sanctuary state. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a protest vote, and I hope all the conservatives do the same. I'm going to write in Jenny I's name, and if enough conservatives make a protest vote, we can show our disdain for him and our ongoing support for Jenny I's. All right. Thanks for the call, Verlon. Steve in Oswego. Well, we have to be uh, a little gracious to Bruce Rauner in one regard. You know, when he got elected in 2014, he was dealt a pretty bad hand. He had a virtual veto-proof majority against him. And, you know, it's it's tough to, to get things done when you have that situation. However, you know, hopefully with Toilet Gate uh, being up in front in the news, uh, maybe Rauner will... Uh, successfully draw to an inside straight flush. Yeah, there you go. But I also think he makes an interesting point, and that is if you, you know, in in your point, I I think you're trying to say sort of you've got, do you go for the lesser of two evils or do you not vote at all because you feel unhappy and betrayed by Bruce Rauner and at the same time you don't want J.B. Pritzker, so do you vote for the lesser of two evils or do you not vote at all? And if it is a no vote, a vote for J.B. Pritzker. It seems to me that a no vote is a vote for J.V. Pritzker. Well, yeah. Um, here's the thing. If you don't hold people accountable who betray you, you will get more betrayals. Uh, people didn't get it. I made the same point about Rom in 2015. No, no, no. And where are we in 2018? Rom's gone. They finally had enough. And he finally became unviable. Uh if you don't hold people accountable who are bad actors, if you don't establish any standards of conduct, if there is no quality control, then you will continue to 
suffer as a result. You won't get anything that you suggest you want. So you're an adult and you hold people accountable. It's a first order of business, holding incumbents accountable for what they do or don't do. It's the only way you get change. The more you listen, the more you listen, the more you'll know. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer.